Section thirty five of Ontario Public School Geography. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Steve Chilvers, Norwich, England. Ontario Public School Geography by the Educational Book Company of Toronto. Section 35. Europe, the British Isles, England and Wales. General. The British Isles include the two large islands of Great Britain and Ireland, together with about 5,000 adjoining small islands. Great Britain and Northern Ireland, India, and the self-governing dominions, Canada, Australia, South Africa, New Zealand, the Irish Free State, and Newfoundland, together with the colonies and dependencies of the mother country scattered all over the world, constitute the British Empire. Great Britain is the largest island in Europe, and the most important island in the world. It includes the three countries of England, Wales, and Scotland. In length, it is 600 miles, while its breadth varies from 30 to 260 miles. It is about one-fortieth of the size of Canada. The second island among the British Isles is Ireland, which is 300 miles long by 175 miles wide at its broadest part. The total population of the British Isles is a little over 47 million. Great Britain is the commercial centre of the world. It seems strange at first sight that so small a country should hold such a decided supremacy in commerce. The commercial instinct has always been strong in the British people. For many centuries, they continued to increase their trade with the continent. When Elizabeth I was queen, came dreams of a world trade. When new lands were found, they were claimed by the dauntless discoverers in the name of their sovereign. The numerous wars in which Britain engaged gained for her many valuable colonies. Australia, New Zealand, and Newfoundland became hers by right of discovery. Canada, India, and South Africa by right of conquest. The trade of the colonies, especially in the early days, was almost entirely with the mother country, and this helped to build up the great import and export trade which Great Britain now enjoys. Great Britain is an island kingdom. She must import food for her large population and raw materials for her factories. She must provide ships to carry to other lands the goods made in her factories. The result is that the United Kingdom today controls the carrying trade of the world. It is to her shipping that Great Britain owes much of her greatness as a commercial nation. 
two other factors have helped to make britain a great trading nation one is her method of managing and developing her colonies especially in the less civilized parts of the world she has never tried to exploit ignorant savages but has treated them with kindness and justice so that they have benefited by her rule the other factor is the integrity of her merchants and traders add to these the ideal conditions for manufacturing which exist in the british isles and the inventive genius the energy and the determination of her people and it is not hard to understand why britain is the commercial mistress of the world england and wales surface and coastline england and wales occupy the southern two-thirds of the island of great britain the middle and southeastern parts are a rolling plain the west is broken by mountains the cambrian occupying the greater part of wales and the cumbrian and pennine ranges the northwestern and central parts of england the mountains however are not high the highest peak in the cambrians mount snowdon being only three thousand five hundred and seventy feet in height the beautiful lake district in the north-west of england is dotted with hundreds of small lakes the rivers are small and sluggish but many of them by means of locks have been made navigable for some distance inland canals connect most of the larger rivers find on the map the most important rivers of england the coastline is long and is so indented by inlets that there is no place more than seventy miles from the sea the east coast is in general low so low in some parts that embankments are necessary to prevent the inroads of the sea the south coast east of the isle of wight is a low clay shore with chalk cliffs here and there west of this island the shore is high and precipitous the west coast is generally bold rocky and in some cases very mountainous climate the moist southwest winds from the ocean temper the climate of england and wales making the winters mild and the summers cool for the latitude it should be remembered that london is in about the same latitude as the southern part of james bay in canada the distribution of the abundant rainfall depends upon the winds and the position of the highlands the west coast has more rain than the east the easterly winds are cold in winter since they blow from the cold continent of europe but the mountain ranges such as the pennines running through the centre of the country protect the region to the west agriculture the warm moist climate and the fertile soil make the plains of england an exceptionally fine farming country the hills and more rugged slopes furnish pasturage for stock 
wheat barley and rye are the principal crops the average yield of wheat to the acre in england is much higher than in either canada or the united states immense quantities of garden vegetables are raised in all parts of the country hops are cultivated in the south cattle are raised for beef butter milk and cheese while large flocks of sheep furnish wool and mutton a great deal of attention is paid to the breeding of high grades of cattle and sheep three of the channel islands jersey guernsey and alderney have developed three breeds of cattle that are well known in canada owing to the multitude of people working in the factories and mines and living in the cities england does not produce enough food for her inhabitants much food such as wheat bacon fruits butter cheese poultry and eggs has to be imported fishing ever since the angles and saxons first crossed the north sea to make their homes in britain the english have always taken kindly to a seafaring life the island is close to the great fishing grounds of the north sea a large population must be provided with food these factors have led to the building up of a fishing industry in which tens of thousands of men are employed the fishing vessels go far out into the atlantic many go even to the shores of iceland but the chief fishing grounds are over the dogger bank in the north sea haddock herring cod sole and mackerel are the chief food fishers caught mining coal and iron are the principal minerals these are found close to deposits of limestone so necessary in the smelting of iron ore coal is found principally in the valleys of the severn and trent rivers in wales and in the districts about newcastle and manchester coal is the only raw product of england and wales which is produced in greater abundance than is needed for home use it was the presence of tin that first induced the phoenicians to visit england and tin is still mined but in diminishing quantities slate granite salt and excellent clay for the manufacture of pottery are also found manufacturing the situation of the british isles makes it possible for raw material to be brought to her ports easily and cheaply by water and then shipped to other countries as manufactured products owing to the conditions of moisture and temperature and to the enormous supply of coal and iron the chief manufactures are cotton woollen and steel goods more than three and a half million people are engaged in these three great industries alone more than half of the world's supply of cotton goods is made in england and yet all the raw material nearly one thousand five hundred million pounds a year has to be imported the raw cotton comes largely from the united states egypt india 
and the west coast of africa most of the cotton factories are located in lancashire there the moist climate is favourable to spinning in a dry air the cotton is in danger of becoming too brittle to weave and spin easily england has at least sixteen million sheep on her pastures from these the finest of wool is obtained and yet three-fourths of the wool used in the factories is imported principally from australia new zealand argentina and south africa the woollens turned out from the factories include broadcloths worsteds tweeds cashmeres merinos carpets blankets underwear hosiery and yarn the commanding position that england now occupies in the world of commerce is due largely to her immense supplies of coal and iron and to the close proximity in which these minerals are found but the steel mills can use much more iron than is mined in england so that ore is imported from sweden spain and other countries the manufactures include machinery of all kinds steel ships locomotives steel rails chains cables anchors automobiles bicycles cutlery tools screws nails and pens in addition to the cotton woollen iron and steel industries england has other important manufactures these are many linen and jute mills and silk factories brewing and distilling give employment to many people while jams marmalade pickles and sauces are produced in large quantities fine china and pottery are made from a special kind of clay found in several parts of england paper is made from imported wood pulp the shipyards turn out yearly large numbers of wooden ships leather goods furniture dyestuffs and chemicals are other manufactures trade and commerce as we have already noted england has an enormous trade with all parts of the world her internal trade is also very large as is to be expected in a country so densely populated an excellent railway system provides quick transportation a large part of the imports of england comes from the british dominions and colonies canada for instance ships to her shores wheat cattle bacon butter cheese apples and lumber cities and towns london the largest city in the world is situated at almost the centre of the land hemisphere to the east are the thickly populated nations of europe which cannot supply their own needs to the west is america with its abundance of raw material behind it are the great manufacturing cities of england these advantages have helped to make london the leading financial and commercial centre of the world and account largely for its enormous population of seven million eight hundred and fifty thousand people the houses of parliament 
Westminster Abbey, St. Paul's Cathedral, the Tower, the British Museum, the National Art Gallery, the University of London, the hospitals, parks, zoological gardens, and docks, which stretch along the Thames for twenty miles, all make London a city of intense interest to visitors. Within London is Greenwich, where is located the observatory from which we regulate our time, and from which our meridians of longitude are numbered. Nearby, too, is Windsor Castle, one of the residences of the royal family. Liverpool, situated on the Mersey River, three miles from the Irish Sea, is the third in size of the cities of Great Britain, and is the port through which passes most of the import and export trade with Canada, the United States, and the West Indies. It is a large manufacturing city, and it also possesses handsome public buildings, libraries, and art museums. Manchester, an inland port, is connected with the mouth of the Mersey by a ship canal, 35 miles in length. The city is the centre of the great cotton industry. Birmingham, about 75 miles southeast of Liverpool, is the great iron city of England. It is surrounded on all sides by immense beds of coal and iron. Sheffield is noted for its cutlery and steel rails, and for grindstones, the material for which is found near at hand. Leeds and Bradford are the two great woollen manufacturing cities. Newcastle lies in the midst of a rich coal district. Bristol on the Avon River and Cardiff on the west coast are important seaports. Plymouth on the south coast is a naval station, while Portsmouth to the east contains the government navy yards. Southampton, also on the south coast, has an excellent harbour. Hull, on the north bank of the Humber River, is the shipping port for the products of a large manufacturing district. Huddersfield, in Yorkshire, is the chief centre of the dye industry. Canterbury, York, Winchester, Lincoln and Peterborough are famed as the seats of magnificent cathedrals, noble specimens of architecture. Oxford, England's oldest university town, with its stately colleges, its castle, and its cathedral, is the home of classical learning, as Cambridge is the home of mathematical training. At Stratford, on the Avon River, Shakespeare was born. The English Islands In the Irish Sea, thirty miles from the coast of England, lies the Isle of Man, a mountainous island with an area of 227 square miles and a population of 60,000. The Manxmen are descendants of the Celts, but the Celtic language is passing out of use. Agriculture and stock-raising are carried on in the valleys, and copper, lead, and zinc are mined. The Isle of Wight, with an area of 145 square miles, lies about two miles from the south coast, from which it is separated by the Solent. Its beautiful scenery, 
fine roads and pleasant climate attract summer visitors in large numbers off the northwest coast of france are the channel islands the most important of which are jersey guernsey alderney and sark the entire area of the group is seventy-five square miles and the population is almost one hundred thousand although the islands have belonged to england since the time of william the conqueror the people still retain most of their old french laws and customs and speak a dialect of the french tongue potatoes fruits and dairy products are shipped in immense quantities to england the islands are noted for their cattle as the scenery is magnificent and the climate delightful the islands are a favourite summer resort st helier on the island of jersey is the most important town all the islands are strongly fortified end of section thirty five